Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Carl, today we're continuing our series on making peace with work. You think we can do it? I mean, is it is there any hope for work not being just the dreaded place to go each morning? I guess it depends on a number of things. So we're trying to provide some tools for our listeners to make it through this year without work being the most negative thing on their agenda. And we're going to do it too. So last week we talked about kind of busyness and finding our own rhythm Mm -hmm. and sort of making peace with the realities of a busy schedule and finding ways that that kind of gets, you know, easier and easier to deal with by getting the work done. Mm -hmm. And we're going to own that ourselves. We're going to be responsible for finding the place where we are engaged and at peace. So this week we'll be discussing isolation. Tell us a little more about that. Well, in most companies, we are working with other people. There's too much for one person to do. But the reality of working with other people is a little more difficult than we sometimes would like. We got different issues. We work differently. We're different people. Um, Some people are just difficult people as well. And so what we do is... Over time, we end up isolating ourselves because either we want something to turn out a certain way, and when other people get involved, they mess it up, or it takes too long, or they've got a learning curve, or they're just um, awkward people. They're not as energetic as we are. They're not as nice as we are. They don't um, want to help. So it's easier to avoid them. And we find ourselves all by ourselves trying to get everything done and it, it hurts. It's hard. So how do we do this? How do we actually get trapped into this kind of isolation mentality? How do we begin even, I mean, I think most of us don't realize that our reality is that we've isolated ourselves, mm-hmm. perhaps. But how, do, how does that start? How does that, let's understand how we actually get that way. Well, the two handles I want to give people to think about this are to look for when you feel you need to control things or people and when you need to protect yourself from people. So the first one that I referred to before was when we need to control things. We want our project to turn out a certain way. We want to meet a certain deadline. And we can do it. We know how. We've been doing this for a while. We're good at it. And maybe someone else is new. Maybe they don't have the standards of quality we do. So if we include them, if we get help, we ask for the help we need, it's going to maybe take longer. It might look bad. And we don't want that to happen. So if you can watch for that dynamic, that's what's one is causing your isolation because you um, don't want those to incur those risks or those outcomes. And so you avoid those people and you avoid involving others and you can do it all yourself. You feel you can do it faster, but you're overwhelmed and you're isolated and you don't see any other way. You keep saying, oh, I have too much work to do. Um, I need a lighter load, uh, but including others, you just can't go there. So control, that's one thing to watch out for. And the other thing is what I call self-protection. You need to protect yourself from other people. You know, maybe a hypercritical person or maybe, um, again, the low-quality person or the disorganized person or the um, complainer. And so it's just, it's just too hard to go and to recruit them to be a part of what you're doing, even, even if you're their supervisor. You just find yourself avoiding them, and that's a form of self-protection because it's either too hard or too harmful to get involved. So those are the kind of the two things to watch for in getting how you get isolated. So we're suggesting what we call as an alternative to isolation is collaboration. 
Exactly. But how do we do that if we are if we are uh, concerned about you know our projects being done right, or we're concerned about working with others that may not be that easy to work with? Well, that's why we're using the word collaboration. So even if you are their supervisor, we're not saying uh, get your leadership act together and find ways to order them to do it because it's your job. We're suggesting collaboration, which by its definition is that everyone's involved and everyone has a stake and you're working together to make this thing happen. So we're switching. We're suggesting you switch to a we structure in all these um, assignments of yours. So even if you are ultimately responsible for getting it done, you're going to use a we structure to, to involve others. So they are not helping you. They are not stopping what they're doing to get involved in yours. It's ours. And so you're looking for ways to give them a stake. You're looking for ways to make what their contribution is matter. You're including them up front in the planning so that they're committing to their own deadlines that they can make. You're including them in the level of quality that your client has asked for to come out on the other side so that they're committed to that. So that so instead of having to sell it, order it, you know, these separate people, you're collaborating. You are together filling in the different roles and pieces that need to go together to make it come out. Now I have this example of perhaps collaboration or how the realities are. And I remember at my, one of my last jobs, I, I had to update some, some student um, files and, you know, some of them, if they got a bad grade, they needed to be put on probation, but I couldn't do this update. I could only fill out the paperwork that had to be done by the registrar's office. Mm. And the registrar's office, the person who did this was kind of like this kind of quirky kind of guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm remembering bless him. Bless his and heart. So, yeah, bless his heart, exactly. <laughs> and um, who had a, you know, pension for um, t- small shorts and knee-high socks, but that's another story. <laughs> And uh, I'll tell you more about that later. And um, so I would have to, you know, give him these status updates. And so I would, you know, once a quarter, I would go ahead and do these status updates. And maybe I'd end up with 10, 15, 20, you know, pieces of paper for each student. And then I would go drop them off. Well, finally, he told me that that was not working for him, that it overwhelmed him. And if I could just give him, he would prefer it if I just gave him one a day. Well, that didn't exactly work for me because I wasn't (laughs) going to sit there and do this. My rhythm was that I... I did it. Batches. I did these batches. Yeah. So I ended up just well. How I came to compromise about it was that I just did it when I did when I had it, and then I would just kind of give him one at a time. There you go. But you see how you made peace with that, so you didn't insist that he adopt your ideal, and he didn't ins- insist that you adopt his ideal. You made peace with it and taking into account each other's working styles, and so you got to do your part in the batch. Um, concentrated style, and yet to get the um, best out of him, you knew that if you passed it off on an ongoing basis, he'd be able to deal, and it worked. Well, yes, I, I guess it did. <laughs> and I guess well, I, but yeah. That's, but that's the whole point, is right. it's not ideal. Right. It, you didn't come up with a great new system for doing this. You came up with, you made peace with two very different working styles, two very different energy levels when it comes to large amounts of paperwork and you found a way. And that's what we want people to look for is not the ideal, not the solution, but to find a way. Well, I guess it, it, I, it was a good thing that he wasn't, you know, giving me dirty looks every time I came with 
you know, 50 pieces of paper to <laughs> put on his desk. I mean, we, you know, it kind of helped our relationship. I realized he was a little quirky, but maybe he thought I was, you know, this jerk dumping all this stuff on his desk. I don't know. I never thought of it that way. Exactly. But that goes back to the kind of protecting yourself. Did he need to protect himself from the jerk? Did you need to protect yourself from the, you know, overwhelmed, take care of the overwhelmed um, uh, worker? Um, you just dealt with the reality of the style, whether or not you agreed with it, and found this third way. Well, I guess in, in this instance, if we kind of roll reversed, it must have taken something for him to actually tell me mm-hmm. to stop. You know, you know, he obviously experienced it as overwhelmed, but he communicated with me that I was overwhelming him. And the difference is when in these conversations, whether the issue is the work and how to get it done, or if you, the issue is the other person and wanting them to be different than they are. And that one is a dead end, a road to frustration. The first, though, if you can keep the topic on the work, and the way of doing the work isn't working for me, then we can come up with alternatives and keep talking about it and keep it out of that dangerous, awkward painful, all the different things that can happen in communication when you are um, either different from each other or want different things than each other. Well, I guess that does give us more of a sense of, um, well, collaboration, if you feel, for me, it felt like, oh, I'm taking care of my employer. We have a good relationship. It may involve, you know, in my, you know, perhaps, you know, jerky way of looking, humoring this other person, Mm -hmm. you know, but um, in a way it made me a little more protective of him you know, and when somebody else had a run in with him, I said, oh, you know, he prefers X and X and X and X. You understood that. Exactly. So again, none of these things, each week as we do this, we're not offering the solution. We're offering a constructive alternative. So collaboration, involving, giving stake, including talking about the work itself, using the we construct is a way to make peace and find a third way when we find ourselves isolated either out of a need to control or a need to protect ourselves. Well, just one last thing before we go. What do we do about control? If, you know, we're busy, we have things to do, but we feel like we want to control a certain project or, but we need help. How do we kind of let go of if somebody did it differently, if it wasn't as perfect as it should have been, you know, helping, getting others to work with us? Well, there, as I said before, let's go back to that idea of including others and setting those standards. So if we are studying the standards together and we're talking about what the client wants, then everyone will have a, a stake in agreeing to those standards, even if they wouldn't do it that way themselves, if we agree that that's what the client wants, and that's one stake. The other thing I would suggest is making a distinction between um, differences of substance, substance and differences of style and talk about those so that the, you can agree on and insist on the differences of substance when they don't meet those, you don't have to get your way. You just have to go back to that original conversation, which said we agreed that this was going to be the standard, and this isn't the standard, and there's no blaming involved at all. If it is a difference of style, then you let it go. That's an I believe. I believe you let it go. I'll let, you, let people have their style. It's not that important. People are different. Well, and I can imagine there's always a learning curve, and perhaps things don't come out exactly the way you want them on the first round of things. But with ongoing collaboration, you could get an end result that is much better than you expected. In fact, I would take that and make it an assertion. You will get something better and you will be unexpected. And it's watching that emerge that is where this stuff gets really exciting. 
Well, thanks, Carl, for this week. I hope that we've given you some insights on uh, letting go of some things and uh, moving towards collaboration and working with others and making peace with that. Next week, we'll be discussing... Excuses. Where we let ourselves off the hook. Well, and this is a big one for us. (laughs) No excuses is much of what we talk about. So we'll see you next week. Join us on the web at boldenterprises.com with any questions or comments. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.